want to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz Now. You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now. Biz Now, because your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We are coming to you live from our brand new Burner Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Great people premium cigars. Life is good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale Village. Please stop by there, uh, and they can help you with anything that you want. We're going to have a lot of cool, fun stuff to do with cigars in the future. They're a brand new sponsor. Uh, we, we hooked them in. We hooked them in for a year, so whether they like it or not, they stuck with us. <laughs> and and how, how many shows are they into that already? They, they haven't just paid you to stop? <laughs> That's right. They're going to have to pay us to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're thinking about smoking cigars, you got a cigar smoker in the family, please go buy Burner Cigars. They are just an awesome group of people that really know their stuff. We're going to have Josh on the show uh, soon. We're also going to start doing some promotional stuff as well, thanking them for being a part of, of this. You, you know, when I started this years ago, I hijacked my show sponsor, which was Black Powder Coffee. Because I came up with the ingenious thing to say, if it's Friday morning, I'm sipping on a cup of black powder coffee because it's delicious. Well, you know, I did that for about eight years. The problem is they made me move my show to four to five. I can't say I'm sipping on coffee. Yeah, you're at the age where you should not be drinking coffee this late in the day. That's right. But what I will be doing Monday afternoon is burning a tasty one. <laughs> I can assure you that's happening. And so that's why we got a new sponsor for the show. And we, we thank Josh and all the people at Burner Cigars. Uh, it's just a great uh, place to go and relax. And also, it's a great place to buy some some gifts. And we'll be talking about that during the year. So we want to thank everybody. So to get back on track, you are listening to the number one talk radio business show in all of North Carolina. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. This is 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone, and this is Local Biz Now. If you are questioning, if you don't believe this is the number one talk business show... In all of North Carolina, I'm going to prove it to you. We've been doing this live for over 10 years strong. We have well over 850 small business owners and community leaders that we have interviewed. We have well over 522 videos on my sexy, new, brand new YouTube channel. Um, And uh, we also are live on the book live on the tubes and for those of you that don't know joe talk the book is facebook and the tubes is uh youtube tu- youtube that's right <laughs> where your shorts are uh, that's right <laughs> if you're looking for joe's shorts if you're looking for my shorts you'll find them on somehow YouTube. somehow they got them on the tubes uh go to the book and we'll be more than happy to chit chat with you um answer any questions you might have or any of that sort of stuff so that's why we know to be the number one live talk business show in all of north carolina so you are listening to Local Biz Now, where your 
business matters. Now, anybody that's been listening to the show over the years knows that I have to have a co-host, and this month, for the entire month, is my buddy, whether he will admit it or not, James Sanders. He is the founder of Charlotte's Most Reliable IT Services, Shared Resources. James, my friend, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. I am grateful, very grateful for the opportunity to be here. So, uh, remind those who do not know and oh. don't go so fast like you did last week. I know, I know. Let's what say, let's was say sh- what is shared resources all about? Yes, shared resources. Now you ain't gonna go that is slow. For small okay. businesses. <laughs> that should now not, we're in the right direction. Yes, okay. should not have an internal IT person, but should instead should use a fractional IT person, a fractional chief information officer, and that's what we serve as. We proactively identify opportunities for improvement and avoid the downtime. Got it. Yes. And what does your your uh, buyer profile look like for you? What's a good client look like for you? My favorite client is someone who will listen. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> small business and listen, those two things kind of no, go together. No, that's because the owners think they know what they're doing. That's right. We all think we know what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I, you know, the smaller the company, I like it better personally. But from a profitability perspective, we do best between uh, 10 and 100 Employees, workstations, that type stuff. Right. Yes. So and you've so been our, doing this a long time. This is you, our you old. This is our twenty third year. I started in the back of a Chevy Astro van. <laughs> I would on uh, Sunday mornings. I would look for sales in the big uh, department stores. Go scoop up parts and uh, throughout the week try to find homes for those parts that made sense. I and then slowly, I, I, oh, I then I rented a closet. And then I rented a bigger closet, right. and then I got an office, and then I got And, some... and when you say closet, it was a closet in the town hall. It, it literally is, was. Yes, it you was. You opened the door, and it was just big enough for your desk and a chair. That's correct. That's correct, yeah. yeah. And I had to share it with the uh, servers. <laughs> so it was always hot. It was always loud, but... Uh, well, that's you, know. you, hot and loud. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you got along good with them. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, now we're twenty three years, and uh, I, over the past four years, have made these wonderful shifts in how we do business that just make us uh, so much more effective and automated, so much more than we have in the past. I, I feel I feel like I'm peaking again. I felt like I was peaking about uh, thirteen years ago. I really thought I was like on top of my game. Man, was right. I was I was wrong. I was wrong. Profitability does not mean that you're peaking. Right. Uh, right. Peaking is, uh, do I have the right answers and am I taking care of my customers as best I possibly can? Today is Monday. Uh, typically, small businesses come into work and they have a handful of problems with IT because something happened over the weekend. Right. Uh, today, we probably only gained about, well, didn't gain, but we, we only received about four or five new tickets across 600, 650 endpoints. That means you're doing something right. We are doing something right. We're doing a whole lot proactive so that reactively they don't have to call and ask for help. And, and James, as a small business person, we are learning how to automate, use that automation to benefit us in a way. So more and more, IT is becoming an important factor for what we do. So when something breaks down, it's not a, I'll get to it when I can kind of thing. It's like, I need it done as soon as possible. That's correct. I think it, uh, technology evolution overall the little weird stuff like how do I get on the internet and that kind of noise 
is going away. And now it's a matter of, hey, I'm trying to pull these reports of statistical data to help me make a decision about marketing. And that is the uh, that that's the challenge now. The questions I got today were not were not easy stuff. It was uh, it was it was very detailed quality questions. So when we come back from the break, you're going to educate us on something because you cannot be a co-host on this show unless you educate us and bring something from the Google. In your case, you become the Google. Am I right about that? I write okay. the Google. That's but right. But before you do that, I got a question for you. Yes. This is important. Why doesn't the glue stick to the inside of the bottle? Do you have an answer for that? We come back, you're going to help me solve that problem. How does the glue not stick to the inside of the bottle? I'd like to know that. Why you give me that look? You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagdone. If it's Monday afternoon, say it, James. Say it, say it. business matters. Yeah, we'll be right back. WSIC, Local Biz Now, where your business matters. You're listening to 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone, and if it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. And we are talking to a superior, spectacular young man. James I Sanders. Don't, I don't have the answer about the glue. Now you've got me really worried. I'm going to lose I sleep over this. I asked you a question before we went to the break. Yes. Why does the glue not get stuck in the bottle? I don't have an answer, and I don't okay. have my cell phone, so okay. I'm stupid. So, I can't even Google it. So, <laughs> so just so you know, as we move forward with your new Google information that you're going to describe to us, and yes. you're such a, a, a big head that you bring your own Google information, yes. just remember you could not answer my question. Why okay. does the glue not stick to the inside of the bottle? Next week, I will have a 15-minute okay. discussion <laughs> about why the glue. Next week, I'm going to ask you another joke because oh, no. Wilton liked that <laughs> joke you understand made him smile okay yeah so what did you bring us my friend well uh, today I'd like to talk to you about the most disruptive technology in small businesses in the Vils okay so this is for us and I'll go pretty quickly those of you that don't know what the Vils is that is from Statesville to Huntersville and all the towns in between yes sir go ahead which is our market that's correct that's, this radio shows market that's correct that's correct uh, speaking of market uh, first thing, the rise of e-commerce. E okay. You know, none of these are exciting or sexy. Right. But it's a reality. It's disruptive. That's right. If you have a small business, a small business and you're not doing e-commerce and your competitor is doing e-commerce, they'll probably do better than you. Uh, you, you. You hit the nail on the head. I, it is so funny that you bring that up because Julia and I are right in the middle of working with a new client, getting ready to bring them on board. And it, it that is the number one top selling business and franchise in the country right now is e-commerce stores. Very good. Yeah, Very so you're, good. you're, you're uh, the tomorrow, nail on the head. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Instacart IPO. Yeah. So if you want to uh, gamble a bunch of money, that's the place to do it tomorrow. I don't stick know what to, time. Well, you stick to what you know, the Wait, IT. Don't was, go to the oh, market, okay? A, oh, all right. Next. Yeah. Uh, number two, mobile payments. Everybody's carrying around a way to get paid in their pocket now, yes. right? On their phones, uh, scanning this, that, and other thing. And we see that uh, when we're out in events. But the reality is that people showing up and doing work uh, on your gutters or pressure washing or whatever, they're going to take your payment right away also. And that gets rid of all that wondering if you're going to get paid or not. You're right there. You're getting your payment that's a competitive advantage. Okay. 
Third one. And and I want people, I want small business people to hear, stop trying to charge the extra $3 uh, or three cents. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, just increase your price by two, 3% and be done with it. I it, agree. It, it is offensive. It is. People see it as misery and yes. they think differently of you. I, I'm telling you, it's a cost of doing business and it makes the client's life so much better. And so you really need to be a part of this. Get to the future. Don't be the convenience store guy that said you give you if you buy under two dollars, I'm gonna charge you. That's, that's gonna, right. You I, you hate that guy. Don't be that guy. I agree hundred okay. percent. There's there's a medium sized business out in Concord that called me and said, Hey, uh what's our credit card processing fee when we pay our invoice with you? Yeah. I was like, no 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 there's not one of those. I just assumed it as a I didn't know I could. You know? Right. But I still wouldn't do it. That's just going to offend it's, it, 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 I'm it. just telling not you, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's a good thing for small business people to do it. Customers and clients do not like it at all. Uh, today and right now is not the time and the place. But uh, have you gone on a rant about uh, tips yet? No, I have not. On this show? Oh, good. Well, I look forward. I hope I catch that one. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, all right. Next one is social media. Okay. And so uh, my sweet fiance, she keeps giving me guidance on social media because we don't use it that much. Right. Uh, but she uses the world out of it. And so, uh, you know, I'm lacking that competitive advantage. I can see other IT providers, small, smaller than me, uh, putting stuff out on uh, LinkedIn and, and uh, Facebook and that type stuff. And uh, I should probably get in that. Because yeah, yeah, they, because they have that advantage over me, even though they're smaller than me. Well, and it gives a small a small business person like me a chance to see if somebody knows something that might encourage me to pick up the phone and ask them another question. But but I'll tell you from a small business side, James, that's something that's really happened. I get frustrated when small business people think that social media is all they need. And they don't do the websites. Mm -hmm. They think the Facebook. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, they have a Gmail address is, is enough. Yeah, right. They have a Gmail address and a Facebook page. That is not it. good business. And don't think the customers know it. Uh, they know exactly what you're doing, and they're not comfortable with it. And they will measure you accordingly. I agree. I agree. It does okay. not. It does not present a uh, professional appearance when you don't have the full package. That's correct. That's right. Uh, data data analytics. So I was talking about this earlier uh, about a client today that called and was asked they were, couldn't get some data out of their QuickBooks that they wanted. Um, there is an incredible, incredible amount of decision making ability in your finances, in your line of business application, in your CRM. It's all sitting in there just waiting to be mined. And so data, great companies mine the data that they have to make better informed decisions to know what to focus on. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because um, so many small business people are trying to move in this direction, right, and don't quite understand it. And if they had an in-house IT person helping them, you know, that we're talking about this Absolutely. fractional person, you could help give them advice on that. Because I'm the guy that tries to teach them there's benchmarks, there's there's KPI, key performance yes. indicators that every industry needs, right? You can hand those to them on a dashboard, uh, you know, they'll walk in on Monday, it'll be sitting on, a, on their computer, so they're going to know exactly what they did last week and so they're going to know what choices and decisions to make on an operational side it's a big deal because most of small business people only look at those numbers in a monthly basis and by then it's old information and you cannot alter operations in an effective way doing that and this is not 2000 anymore this is not a matter of having to export and import and run this and run that and run a thing 
probably the tools are in place just waiting for you to figure figure them out. What percentage of uh, of uh, clients that you work with know their numbers well enough before you get a hold of them? Would you would yeah. you say below seventy? <laughs> Less than twenty to twenty-five percent of there my clients go. actually know their numbers. Isn't that weird? Understand P and L numbers, understand their balance sheets, and even fewer know what what we call them benchmarks or key performance indicators. Yes. What they are for the industry, because that's the first thing that I do. Right, I go, I look for their key uh, indicators, and I see how close or far away they are from their industry average. And you you have based shorts. On their sizes. Yeah, you have shorts on all this stuff. That explain the importance of this and where to find it and how to do it. That's correct. I do. So I should just stop. How many, how many shorts you got? 400, 500 pairs of shorts? Massive. Five, Massive. 520? Massive. Is that what you said? Sexiest YouTube <laughs> channel on the planet. And I'm not talking about me being sexy. I mean the YouTube channel is sexy. I'm just going to run it on replay. <laughs> if I run it on replay while I'm sleeping, I'll, I'll, I'll undoubtedly Can wake up. Can we get back yes. to your... Google information. Okay. Cloud okay. computing. Uh, I probably have, again, uh, 600, 650, 700 endpoints that I take care of. We're down to less than 10 servers. Servers used to be a big deal as a capital right. expense. Nowadays, a new server is a $15,000, $20,000 expense for right. e- even a medium-sized business. Uh, but you move it up to the cloud, you avoid the uh, capital expense, and you work out of the cloud. It's it, uh, Every cloud solution... Unless you've got something really weird going on, there's going to be a cloud solution out there for you, and it's going to be less expensive on the front end. It'll take years to become more expensive. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense. And the mobility. So I hear cloud, 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 so much it makes me sick. Give, <laughs> give me a downside. Is there a downside to me being on the cloud? What's the, uh, what's the downside? You, yeah. to Are you worried about the security of your data? Are you so worried that you want it in-house where you can see it and lay hands on it, unplug it during a storm? Well, what do you mean by unplug it during a storm? I mean, physically, it used to be we'd shut the servers off during storms. Oh, if okay. we knew it was com- we knew the hurricanes coming through, we might shut a server down to avoid right. whatever. Right. But uh, that's my that is the big one big. But, remaining... but doesn't the cloud save oh, yeah, it it's, anyways? Yeah, it's in like three or four different places on Earth. I mean, on Earth, around right. the Earth. Right. Just in case. It makes all the sense in the world, but knowing, not being able to lay hands on data is a is the oh, you biggest mean, remaining in the in that second. You're saying there 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 may be an hour downtime or something like that. You're saying people just like to know where their personal data is. If got it's it. theirs, it's their. But even their yeah, because it, it, if if it's at Microsoft, I got no idea where it is at Microsoft. If it's with Google, I got no idea where it is. In reality, Google and Microsoft have a whole lot more to lose than you have to lose, and so they are very very protective of their. Right. Of their data and your data because you're their customer. They okay. don't need that. Data. All right. What else you got? Well, uh, of course, I didn't want to overlook uh, the importance of cybersecurity. It's disruptive. It continues to get worse. You and are my go-to cybersecurity dude, right? You know that, don't you, right? Thank you so much. Uh, so you got AI is uh, now building. Uh, the bad guys are using artificial intelligence to build better traps for that us. That scared me because they're already pretty good at it. <laughs> I know, yep, pardon me. <laughs> I know. I know. That's uh, very scary. Uh, the need for skilled workers. Uh, because we need people that know how to use this technology. It's, right. It is not a matter of 
you just wait for somebody to walk, walk in off the street and you, you like the way that they right. talk about stuff and, right. and, and hire them. Instead, we got to well, stop and... Well, I mean, you know, to, to be honest with you, you know, as we're learning all this automation and, you know, new CRM and that sort of stuff, uh, Julie said, you, you better start getting in on these meetings because you're not going to know what's going on. And I said, I'm going to wait till it's done and and we're finished with all these changes <laughs> and then you can teach me, right? You know, so so there is a level of education that, that is going to have to happen. Yes, we, we recently, uh, over about a two-month period, we switched up two or three major systems to, to improve solutions. And during that time, I watched uh, four of the five of us adapt and overcome, and the one who did not is not with us anymore. Yeah. Didn't do what he needed to do, didn't stay up to where he needed yeah. to be. As much as I hate change, you got to change. That's it. You just got to. Yeah, so another disruptor, the pace of change. Okay. You want, you, want, you want to take us to break? You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Bagno, and I'm here with James Sanders, founder of Charlotte's Most Reliable IT Service, Shared Resources. If it's Monday afternoon, quick, quick, quick. Your business matters. Yeah. This is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Bagno, and if it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you because that's what we do at News Talk WSIC. I am here with my co-host, James Sanders, founder of Charlotte's Most Reliable IT Services, Shared Resources, and we have a guest that I am happy to say, whether he will admit it or not, he is my mentee. I have been advising this young man now, he's been smart enough not to listen to everything that I have said uh, for well over 15, 16 years. Um, his uh, name is Reed Samyoy. Loy. 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 <laughs> we some, just covered that. Some Loy. <laughs> you think after 16 years I'd say it. I'd never use your last name. I'd say Reed, right? Uh, Reed has started a couple of uh, small businesses over the years. He currently owns Willow Dumpsters. Uh, Reed, my friend, thank you for being here, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So um, l- l- let me tell people how we met years ago, right? So you- you'll see why I have this great affection for Reed, right? Years ago, uh, we were at the uh, Lake Norman Chamber Expo. And this uh, young man walking around, introducing himself, handing out cards, saying he'd be more than happy to cut your grass for you, right? And, you know, that, that like, warms my heart, right? You know that, don't you, Oh, James? I do. Right. I do. And so I told the young man, I said, I'll come on by the house, you know, I'll find something for you to do. Um, and that was back when you were in high school. Um, and... Then you and I just started talking, and your business started to grow, and uh, he grew a uh, a uh, exceptional uh, business and ran it all the way through college yep. as well. Uh, then he came a knocking, asked me to help him. He wanted to buy another business, um, and helped him with that as well. And then we end up selling one of his businesses also. And now you have started uh, Willow Dumpsters from scratch, which is really what I wanted to talk to you about. But did I get our relationship right? Did I did I miss anything? Nope, just uh, ten years, not fifteen. I was too young then. Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> ten years. I looked at him. I thought fifteen. Like for gracious. He's about 25. You about 25? Yep. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know me. I just like young people that that are aggressive and energetic, you know, and ambitious. And and my son, um, uh, 
is uh, 22. And I, I love telling this story. It's so funny. Reed was working in the yard one day um, <laughs> and my son was up with me, right? You know, we were just sitting relaxing and I and, and Reed pulled up to start cutting the grass. And I looked at my son, his name is CJ. And I said, look, CJ, that's, that's the son I always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Reed, of course. Yeah, look, yeah. that kid's doing something. That's exactly right. Anything. And so to this day, Reed is a sore spot for, for me and my boy. Uh, although he has a lot of respect for you also. We, we He asks about you often. How's Reed doing, Dad? What's he doing, Dad? You know, that sort of stuff. So, so anyway, so uh, Reed, thank you for being here. I, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Let, let's kind of talk about, I want to go back. What made you want to print cards and and walk into a business expo and ask if people uh, want to get their grass cut. What what was that that, that motivated you to do that back then? Because I don't know if you know this, but that may be something uh, James and I's generation would do, but it's not the generation that, that um, you grew up in. So it, it's unique, right? Talk about that a little bit. Uh, I would say in the start, it's definitely you, instead of having the money to market, you have the time. So I was like, well, I can use my time well. It was, I don't know, summer, I was out of school. I can use my time well to go network with people. Maybe it turns into business. Maybe it turns into a good contact that I used 10 years down the road. Right, right that's right. <laughs> um, but then I, you know, just over time going to different events and spending that time that I did have at the time instead of using money to market, ended up working out well because made connections, gained customers, and it sort of allowed you know, dominoes to fall in place from there. I mean, there's no question that uh, one of my favorite things that Lake Norman Chamber does is put on the business expo, which by the way, it's coming up soon as well. Bill Russell's going to be mad at me. I don't know the actual date, but it is the best place to meet and also to be seen I agree. Uh, in the Lake Norman area. And I really I like that. Did you get other business besides me that year? Do you remember that? I don't remember. Because it was such say, a successful move for you to make. <laughs> Look, for him to do that, yeah. I, 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 want, I even want to go back a year or two. It, have you already, always had the entrepreneurial spirit? Did that hit in high school sometime? Yeah, before I started with the lawn care end of things, I was making the paracord bracelets and approached, uh, you guys would know, the range at Lake Norman. Yes. And I was selling a few paracord bracelets there. So that was like the very first uh, entrepreneurial activity, I guess you would say. Right. And, and what, what inspired that? I don't know. I think I just started it maybe. And not the, not the bracelets, but just wanting to do something to be your own, you know, to chart your own destiny. In the beginning, it definitely wasn't intentional. Even with the lawn care, it wasn't intentional. It was just, Oh, I want to gain more customers. Oh, I want to grow the business. And then as things would grow and fall into place and. Yeah. But what we're trying to ask is, my son went to prosciutto's and said, can I wash dishes? You decided to print up some cards and go meet somebody like Joe. Like, what made you go in that direction instead of knocking on the door to do something, work for somebody else? Was, it, was there a, a, an adult influence in your life that you're like, I want to be like that guy? Or did you read a book? No, none of that. It just sort of... It was just, he's just a yeah. natural. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm telling you, he, he reminds me of me. So that, that's that's why we have this connection. I get it. I understand. There's I There was no other thought, right? That's what I was going to do. I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah, it's not this uh, grand answer that 
Mm-hmm. There's a backstory. No, that's right. Natural <laughs> born businessman. So, so Bill Russell just just put on on uh, Facebook. It is Tuesday, October the tenth. Is the uh, Small Business uh, Expo for Lake Norman Chamber. It is a phenomenal event, uh, and Reed is a great example because that's where we met. Um, Success. Uh, people people meeting people. It's just a great great opportunity. So after you started your landscaping business, you started buying trucks. You started doing leaf uh, removal from homes. I mean, uh, you literally started treating this lawn care business like a true business. When did that happen? Because I want to say it was you were still in high school when that was happening. Yeah, definitely. When I got my driver's license is when I started to really take it seriously. Uh, I think that probably stemmed from, oh, I want a car. And then right. that, that gave like a very short-term vision and goal. And then after you get a car, it's, well, I have a car. And then after that, it was just, oh, I want to grow this. And then towards the end of high school, I realized, well, if I want to go to college, then I need to bring in other people to help manage this. So brought in someone to help manage the business while I was in school and then just continue to grow it and build off of that. And then on your last years of college is when you wanted to buy the the whole, I call it hardscape business, um, patios and, and fireplaces and decks and that sort of stuff. And so that's when you wanted to try and expand it in a, in a completely different area. So you continue to move the business forward with these different, uh, let's call them offerings or services. Yeah, correct. And it definitely stemmed from a, sort of an enjoyment aspect that, Lawn care was very, you know, cut and dry. Oh, you get a property looking nice. Maybe after a couple months, you can get into good shape. The project was more fulfilling, just starting with something, a plan, a design, and turning it into oasis for someone. Right. Um, And then sort of how the dumpster business played in with that is, I I dealt with a few dumpster companies. Hey, we need a dumpster out on this job site. I would order it, and they would end up, you know, taking a few days to get it delivered, whatever. We would stack up the trash, but it would be annoyance to the client just having a pile of trash sitting in their yard, not organized, sort of dangerous if they had kids running around. Um, and then the final kicker was, hey, we need a pickup of that dumpster. The project's done. And they're, okay, we'll be out there in a couple days, maybe a week. And I said, well, we, we can't get paid. We're not going to be fully off the right, job right, site right. until this dumpster's removed. I got to get this junk out of here. <laughs> like, I, that's the final step here. Get the dumpster out, clean everything off, and final check and just by the dumpster service being slow and me as the contractor as the time really uh, just created like a huge pain point. And I know you, well, forget it then. I'll just get me a dumpster and I'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I got to have a truck to move the dumpster, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> you were saying that you're up to 52 dumpsters now. At this point, correct. And you have five currently available that are not on job sites. Correct. And what do you do with all those when they're not on job sites? Uh, we have a yard and then... Sort of logistically, we have one yard in one area of the city, another yard in the other area, and then like our main yard where, you know, at night things Three are locations. Things. Yeah. Three locations yeah. to store those dumpsters when they're not in use. That's pretty sweet. This is a young man up and coming. Yes. And it happens to be in trash. This well, just shows what, you what, there's money all over the what place. He, what he identified was uh, if you want to be better organized with your trash, if you want to keep it in a safe place, and if you want expedient service... Those are three things he's delivering. He didn't like what he was getting from the from the current guys. That's, that's correct. What he's doing. 
And so when we get back, we're going to talk about that, the different services, the different sizes and that sort of stuff and how you chose. One of the things I just adore about him is, you know, most of the dumpsters you see are all rusted and messed up. Oh, not Reed. Sexy, pretty blue looking. <laughs> nice. Matter of fact, all the other dumpster companies, they make fun of him, you know, for spending the money, make sure the dumpsters are actually clean. Hey, hey, did you, uh, you know what they call a miniature dumpster? No. Oh, well, I can't tell you. It's a little trashy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm the one that says Your the jokes. Bi- oh, sorry. Go. Go ahead. Do it. You got five Your seconds. Business matters. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Local Biz Now. News Talk WSIC. 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. We are live on the book, live on the tube, and live on your radio. We thank you for listening, uh, where Monday afternoon, your business matters. We are talking with my uh, friend of over 10 years. He corrected me. He won't let me say 15 years. 10 years. Read some loy. You Did I get it. that right? Yep. Some boy. <laughs> he, he, he had me spell it properly and all. Uh, Reed, thank you, my friend, for being here. I appreciate it. So we were talking about you starting the dumpster business. So it just like all of your business, it was like this out of necessity to provide the service that you wanted to provide a, provide a client. It just seemed to move in that direction. Is that a fair way to say how it got started? Yeah, fair so when I look at your website, which by the way, it is a great website. Um, you did a really nice job with that with that website. So when I go there, um, to me, I'm asking the question, who is your main profile buyer? Who's your client, right, that, that would call you and ask you for a dumpster? We have a variety of clients, uh, pretty diverse in that aspect, from the homeowner who might clean up their house when they're moving or have too much junk or doing a DIY project to uh, a school that's being built that needs multiple dumpsters each week for the duration of the school build. We have dumpsters out on uh, civil projects for highways and bridges, um, dumpsters that are taken over to Walmart's targets during emergencies, uh, Sam's Club, uh, industrial, of course, builders, contractors are a good majority. Um, so pretty much can range and anyone's creating waste. (laughs) When when you told me you wanted to start this business, uh, I I was scared to death because I'm like, Reed, do do you realize some of the largest corporations in the world deal in trash? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not a small business, right? This is, this is big business. Um, but you felt this niche, right? Talk about this niche where you seem to fit really well. The niche is really service oriented. And having a relationship, those two things are important. Service is, of course, most important because if you have any type of job going and your dumpster is overflowing, uh, we've had pile of trash next to it, rebar sticking out. It's it's not safe. Um, and at the end of the day, that waste needs to go somewhere. And then you know sometimes it's taken to landfill. Sometimes it's taken to disposal sites that are uh, they sort through it and sort through materials that they can reuse in different capacities. For example, maybe the wood would be shredded and used for fuel to, you know, heat different aspects or the metal be taken out and recycled. 
the plastic be taken out, melted, and reused. So there's different avenues for the waste to go even once it's uh, disposed of in the dumpster. So one of the things that I really like when I when I talk to you about your business that, that um, as, a, as a small business guy, right, I kind of see where you're headed with this. Um, when you say service, what you mean is when I'm ready for the dumpster, it's there. And when I'm ready for you to pick it up, it's gone. And I, you would think that'd be no big deal. But the, most dumpster companies don't work that way. They'd say, I'll get there, I'll put you on the schedule, kind of like wait in line at a restaurant. You know, you, you'll, we'll get to you, but we just don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Where you really take pride in absolutely trying to provide this start-stop that works for them. Yeah, as much as we can. Of course, there's things out of their control, traffic, flats, breakdowns. But as much as we can control, we're really timely, and that's really important. I guess you know, the difference is you've got the big dumpster companies. They've got thousands of dumpsters. He's got 52. He's going to really pay attention to those 52. He has the bandwidth to pay attention to the 52 and provide the service that, that well, they want. That's a great, Personal. Well, that's a, that's a great point, James, because, uh, Reed, talk about that, because you choose the kind of clients you want and when you're willing to drop them a dumpster because you want to make sure you can deliver when they call and say, pick it up, right? So that's important to you. Talk a little bit about how you choose the the clients that you accept. Right now, just based off of the amount of dumpsters we have, for example, I've turned down work that they may require on that particular project or job site or clean out, demolition, who knows, that they might need 20 dumpsters. At this point, I could service that, but then I'm letting down all of our other customers that use us long-term. So I can't sacrifice short-term, just gaining that one big customer at that mm-hmm. moment to sacrifice all the other clients who, you know, bread and butter that have stuck right, with us. Right, right. And that's a, con- a lot of small, I don't think you know this, a lot of small business people don't do that, right? They take everything they can, right? Um, and they miss the big picture. Uh, of course, I know that about you. You Even back when you were cutting grass, there were certain people you'd say no to when, in fact, it was out of your cutting area. Um, and, and so I know that about you. You've always been pretty strategic. And that's because I, your dad is an engineer, correct? Um, I thought your dad was an engineer. In the finance credit card realm. Okay. But my point is he's very detailed, so I think you would have conversations with him, and he would help you make sure that you stayed focused. Yeah, that definitely probably had an influence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, if somebody wanted to go to your website, how could they do it, buddy? Willowdumpsters.com. And they can go on there, call the number, text the number, or simply book a dumpster online. And, you know, sometimes we'll wake up in the morning and have orders for that day, and we take care of that customer. Awesome. So see, James, he got the whole IT thing going, man. That's great. Order online. Nice. You never have to talk to a person. Why are you looking at me? Except, except that there's a person hiding in the dumpster. That well, might have to. That, that, yeah. You, uh, you <laughs> that talked, was off you, the air joke <laughs> that I make to anybody. You, talk, you talked about somebody <laughs> jumping out of a dumpster when you were about to haul it away. But, uh, you know, I, I, oh, I, love, I used to love dumpster diving. Uh, oh, what's boy. The best, what's the best thing you've ever gotten out of a dumpster? <laughs> he doesn't dig into the dumpster. Well, he might. He, I mean, he's... <laughs> I usually don't, but there was a story. We had a customer. We went and picked up the dumpster. They said, hey, we need one for a cleanup. Okay. We went and picked up the dumpster. It's full of salt lamps, all brand new in their boxes. There you go. They had an e-commerce site. I think they might have been moving, and there's something going on. And, you know, contractually, 
we still call them, hey, do you mind if we donate these, bring them some, or just not bring all these brand new salt lamps to the landfill? Oh, we'd be happy. Thank you. We give you permission. Yes. So we went to a local Goodwill, and they took like five. Okay, that's all. And I was like, well, what are we going to do with the rest of these? Do you not want them? So they sent us down to corporate, and there's like a big headquarters center that we brought the dumpster there, and they unloaded it. and Very you know, good. That's got, great. Got to good use. And kept it out of the landfill. Thank yeah, you. You got Thank it. you for that. Yeah. Now I don't have to go digging through a landfill for my next salt lamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. Okay. okay. That okay. counts. So how do you, because a lot of what you do is construction related, right? Or, uh, or, or like like stuff from a house. It's it's metal. It's it's old washing machines or whatever, right? You're yeah. cleaning out my attic. How do you discern where what goes where? Walk me through that. Um, Does it all go to the same place? No. Part of the client's interaction in the beginning is describing what they're going to put in it. So that way, if they may say oh, I'm putting yard waste in there. In North Carolina, you're not allowed to have leaves, sticks, branches, green waste go into a landfill. It has to go to a facility that's either specialty to that or going to recycle it. So if they say, hey, we're going to put in branches, I have to filter those and call them and mention, hey, if you're going to put in the branches, it has to be a separate dumpster. And just give them a heads up on that as much as we can. So people's description of what they're going to put in is pretty important. Um, and of course, sometimes... People slip in things that they're not supposed to. When you get to either the recycling or disposal site and you dump out, they'll catch it and say, hey, you need to haul this away or, mm -hmm. hey, here's the additional charge. And they pile it up and take it to the proper site. An example is tires. You can't put a bunch of tires into the landfill. Those need to be taken somewhere else and recycled. And then does it, how do you handle that with the client? It depends. It's very situational. Everything okay. is, there's no one size fit all. So a lot of people think, oh, it's a simple business. You drop up a dumpster here, drop mm -hmm. it up. There's, there's a lot of little things that go into it from there. Gotcha. Yeah. What, what advice would you give some somebody uh, that's thinking about starting a business right now? What advice would you give them? When you say something, stick to that word. It's simple, but I feel like it really goes a long way. It's funny that somebody young like you is saying that because as you, a lot of times we don't learn that, James, until we get older. You Until know, we it, screw up a few times. That's, that's right. right. And that's lose right. a few that's great right. deals. That's right. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I joke mm -hmm. and call you my mentee, right? Um, talk about some people that have helped you over the years and, and have, have talked with you and that sort of stuff. Because uh, you you do that. I mean, you go reach out and, and ask people um, for their advice. That's important to you. To Kind of talk about that. I would view it. There's people that have been through no matter their age, anything, they've just been through different experiences. And I feel like they can give a different perspective. And, you know, if you get 10 people's perspectives, there may be a few things and you have to take them with a grain of salt. But if you take them all into consideration, really sit down and think through it, I feel like it averages out and gives you a good, you know, thought process using the averages. You're saying you have to dig a lot of trash before you find some treasure? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so... Stop with the digging in the trash. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he bounced, you know, he listens to uh, two hours of conversation with you. 
and he says, you know what? There's about a minute well, and a half but, but, in there that's actually useful. There's about two minutes. That's, that's exactly to... right. That, that That's a good point. And, and the truth is, three, it wasn't me wanting to give you advice. It was you asking, right? I mean, so that's why we joke when I call him my mentee, right? Because mm-hmm. it really was him that absolutely aggressively would come and, and ask me questions. And, and that's a rare, that's a rare treat that happens. That someone would ask you for advice? That's true. <laughs> that's, that's a true no, statement. It's, no, it's a, it is an uh, excellent, excellent uh, relationship between the three. two. Yeah, yes. it, re- it really does. Yes. Hey, buddy, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagno, and if it's uh, Monday afternoon, say it, say it, say it. Your business matters. Yeah, we'll see you next week. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.